Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Intentional. My name is Maria and I created this podcast to share with you tools, experiences, and insight to help you live a more fulfilled, present life while feeling less stressed. I am a small business owner of One Ray Journal, which creates intentional personal growth products such as guided journals and card decks to help you start your day with a positive mindset and achieve your goals. And I want to share with you some things that I've picked up along the way to help you do the same. So on that note, today we're talking all about manifesting for beginners. To be honest with you, I was not 100% sure if I should record this episode because nobody has given me the qualification to talk about manifesting, but I have built a successful business from scratch with my own money from my own home with my family, fiance, and friends to help. And I feel like that's a qualification enough. Like it's really hard to grow a business or to be successful in any facet of life, And I really like to hear insights from people who are actually going out and doing the thing as opposed to someone who teaches you how to do it but hasn't actually built it themselves, if that makes sense. So that's the perspective I'm coming from um, and I hope that it resonates and I hope it helps you. So I graduated from college back in 2016 as a physical therapy assistant in Ohio. So When you have a medical license, you have to take a state board exam, you have to become licensed in your state, and I was 20 years old when I achieved that. I struggled so bad through school, I can't even tell you, college was so freaking hard for me. My fiancé and I met in school, he also does the same thing, and school was so easy for him. That boy did not study for a single test. I mean, we did study, but he just knew it already. He didn't study for his board, which I do not recommend. He is very intelligent when it comes to that. I, on the other hand, am not. And so when I graduated, I was like, wow, I did this really difficult thing. And, you know, my professors were so supportive of me doing this. And they really built up my confidence after I went to their office crying like, at least once a month during school. And after college, I said, you know what? If I can get through this, I can probably do something on my own. Like deep inside of me, I always knew that I was meant to work in a creative field and do my own thing. I like to do my own thing. I've got a great grasp on just navigating my own way, creating my own path. And so I figured in addition to working... Uh, we work in an outpatient PT clinic, I decided I was going to start my own business. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know how I was going to start it. I didn't know how selling or business finance or marketing or advertising, I didn't know how that worked, but I was going to figure it out. So fast forward 2018, I started selling my wellness journals. My teal wellness journals was the first product I ever created with my amazing graphic designer, Emily Frazier. And from there, we have four journal collections with different cover options in each. We have uh, a Fresh Start notepads, which is like a to-do list, and our card decks, as well as a Sunday email. I host workshops that teach people how to use our products. 
this podcast, my social media, and so it's really blossomed over the last four-ish years or so. So that's the perspective that I'm coming from. Owning a small business and also working a job to pay my bills. So, yeah. Eventually, I do want this to be my full-time job. Let me be very clear. And I've picked up on what works throughout the way in growing this business. People have been asking me lately, which is so strange to be in the position that I'm in because for so many years, I have been the one asking for advice and reaching out to people on Instagram and making connections and really being a beginner. And now to have people in my DMs asking me these questions, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm just figuring it out like you are. I have no idea. I mean, I've learned so much over the last four years, but everything is a, an experiment, a work in progress. And so I've really sat down to look. If you own one of my journals, you know that the weekly reflection where you sit down and say, here's what's working, here's what's going well, here's what needs tweaked, refocusing on a goal, and then approaching the week with an action plan is kind of my whole gig. That's what every one of our journals pretty much focuses on, and that's how I approach business as well. So whether you're manifesting in business or you're manifesting in personal life, in health, you want a better body, you want to find a woman or a man or whatever it is, um, I think this could apply to all, any of them or all of them but I'm speaking solely from the perspective of a business owner. So I've sat back and really looked at, okay, what have I done that has made a difference that could also help other people that I maybe didn't know when I started or I couldn't figure out when I started? And let me be very clear, a lot of this that I've learned has come from experience and time and clarity. I didn't have this when I first started and I read about people who did, but I knew that I wasn't there yet. So sometimes this is something that you just have to go through in order to get the perspective from, if that makes sense. The best way to use this advice is to take what I'm about to tell you and take your own experience and kind of put them together. The first thing that is essential for manifesting that I learned from Gabby Bernstein, who is an author, who's a spiritual teacher, is to slow down. How many of us are just moving so quickly we can't even figure out where our head is at, where our feet are at, what is expected of us the next day? Like, I have packages delivered to my parents' house because my fiance and I live in an apartment right now. And they're like, when are you going to come to pick this package up? And I'm like, I don't know. What day is it? I don't even know when it was delivered. I don't know, you know, when I'm going to have a chance to actually stop over and grab it. it. I just have to see how the day goes. So most of my days look like that, where it's kind of a little bit of a cluster trying to accomplish as much as possible in a small amount of time. But the times that I have really brought something to life that I've wanted to bring to life deliberately have been when I've slowed down. Last week, I took off Monday and Tuesday because I wasn't feeling great and part of Wednesday. And 
the clarity that I had staying home, not having, you know, 87 conversations a day with patients or massage clients or whatever, I was so clear. I was so focused on where I was at, what I wanted to bring to life, and also the fact that I wasn't trying to overwork my brain. Like my brain was relaxed enough for me to receive the information that I was meant to receive. I am a hippie. I believe that I have a very strong connection to my intuition, which we'll talk about, to my spirit guides. They send me things in my mind and I bring them to life. Every single part of my creative journey, my business, every product we've created, every piece of content I've made has been in co-creation with a higher power. Sometimes I write things and I step away and I have no idea what I wrote. Or I'm recording this podcast and I'll step away and I'll have no idea what I said. Because when I sit down, I ask for help. I say, please help me deliver whatever information I'm supposed to in a clear, concise, enjoyable to listen to way. But that can't happen if I'm constantly running through a to-do list. If I'm constantly focusing on what do I have to do? What do I have to do? What do I have to do? For years, I would say from, I really got a hold of it last year. So for about three years of running this business, I have constantly worried, how am I going to grow? How am I going to make money? How am I going to grow my customer base? How am I going to grow my community? I have done so many things in attempts to do that. Every networking event, posting on Insta every day, making reels, following all the rules. But until I sat back and allowed myself the time and space to say, what is the next right step? And trust that enough of the next right steps would stack up to actually lead to growth and improvement, that's when I saw the result. I used to be so focused on the end, like growing the business, having a warehouse, being in Barnes and Noble, making all the money. But instead of focusing on that, I switched gears to focusing on enjoying the process of building this business. Right now I'm sitting in my home office with my cup of coffee, recording this episode, packing journal orders, making my mess of an office put back into place. And I feel so grateful because I woke up this morning and I looked forward to this. I love what I do. I love the everyday momentum. I love recording podcasts and writing and making products and selling products and marketing products and making content. I love all of those things, answering emails, engaging with customers. Back when I was so focused on the end result, I couldn't enjoy this part. I wanted this, but I wasn't ready yet to enjoy it because I was focusing on the wrong thing. So when I slowed down and asked for guidance, asked for help, I received it. And I wouldn't have been able to do that had I been so focused on doing a million things and accomplishing all the tasks. It seems like that is the most helpful thing. Like our brains tell us that's what we should do. Let me just think about everything so that maybe that will help me actually achieve it. But much like overthinking in a stressful situation that you have no control over, it's the same thing when it comes to manifesting. If you overthink about it, 
and you're moving too quickly and you're trying to do all of the things, sure, maybe one of them will work. But I've never met someone that has moved so fast and deliberately created a business that they were proud of. It does require you to move fast. But don't you want to build something or manifest something or bring something into your life in the perfect way as opposed to trying to force and control every single aspect of it? So that's my question for you. Um, slowing down seems counterproductive because 2018 me would have said, if you slow down, then you won't make momentum. And guess what? I've slowed down like 35 times this year and I've made more momentum and money and engagement and community building in the last year than all of those years combined. Slow down. Also, when you slow down, it's not lazy. I used to think it was lazy to do that. It's not lazy. It's necessary. You cannot give your 100% to every single task that you do, which is something that I genuinely make a, an effort to do is put my full self into everything that I'm doing. Like right now, I'm not thinking about my to-do list. I am focused on the content that I'm delivering. And I was always afraid that if I did that, it would be lazy. I would lose my ambition. I would lose my ability to continue forward. But you know what I found in slowing down, in taking a full day off, in prioritizing a clean home and home-cooked meals and time for my fitness? I come back the next day more fulfilled, more clear-minded. I'm not stumbling over my words. I'm not having physical symptoms of being sick from overworking. I'm relaxed. And I don't know about you, but I like to listen to podcasts where people have calm voices. I don't want to listen to somebody who is so stressed out they can't even see straight. The next one is to start small. So there are there's so much I could talk about. I'm sure I'll record more than one episode on manifesting. But when I first started, I wanted a million followers on Instagram. I wanted... X amount of money, I wanted X amount of customers, X amount of followers, and it wasn't realistic. And this thing that I have learned, I learned this from Abraham Hicks, which if you've ever read Esther and Jerry Hicks' work, they're authors and they channel for their spirit guides, basically. Um, you'll see Abraham Hicks like on Instagram or in books. One of my favorite books recommended by my friend Hallie is called Ask and It Is Given by the Hicks. Highly, highly recommend. Great book for manifesting. One of the things that I have read is if you try and bring something into your life that is so far out of reach that you skip the steps to achieve it, it's not going to happen. So when you sit there and say, I want a million dollars, it's not going to happen. You are so far from that goal because there has been no progress that is within reach of that. It feels impossible and therefore you can't manifest it. However, if I say I want 75 orders on launch day for a new journal collection, that's possible. I've done that before. I've had orders that are similar to that amount. So taking it a step forward and going from 55 to 75, that's possible. Going from 100 to 150, that's possible. 
if you say I want to get X amount of engagement this month, like last month, I think I had 7,000 accounts reached. If I say I want 10,000 accounts reached for engagement on Instagram, that's possible because I've already taken a stepping stone toward that. And if you are listening to this and you have made no progress thus far, you are thinking about, let's say, for example, starting a business, but you don't know where to start, maybe, and I highly recommend this, you go to an event with other business owners and you talk to them and you ask them questions. How did you get started? What made you get into this? What were the biggest challenges that you found along the way? What were some wins? Start small. And you don't even have to know where you're going or know what you want. But if you just get around people who are equally as passionate as you and you start asking questions and gaining insight, that is huge. I have had so many calls with women and some men too who are business owners who are just like, I just want to know, like, how do you do this? And what were some of your biggest fails? And I am more than happy to share that, which is kind of why I started this podcast And I think that it's invaluable because people can see, oh, you failed miserably. You have made some big mistakes and you're here to tell about it. And you have grown from that and it wasn't the end of the road. So starting very small, um, when I started, I posted on Instagram every day. That was my start. And then I hosted an event at a friend's gym And I got like, I think 10 people to attend and it was a huge deal and it was really fun. And then in the last year, I had four successful workshops and I've spoken 12 times. That's huge. So this year, you know, I want to do motivational speaking. I want to get paid to speak. And so the fact that I've already done that, I've already had traction, now I'm just building on it. But let's say you want to also speak and you don't know where to start or you don't know how to get gigs or get asked to do things just like I did maybe you start speaking on Instagram and you start taking videos of yourself just sharing insight or you start a YouTube channel there are so many ways to go about it where you can create your own path without directly getting asked to speak somewhere if you've never done it before okay the next one is to write down what you want to do this sounds obvious but most people don't do it. And this is also from the book, Ask and It Is Given by the Hicks. Jerry and Esther slash Abraham Hicks is the author. And one of their methods is called scripting. So my friend Hallie and I both do this religiously where you take a notebook and you write down or a blank piece of paper and you physically with your hand write down what you want to accomplish. So I'm going to read you what I scripted last October. I'm filming this in December. So about a year ago, last October for my birthday, we went to Myrtle Beach and I read a Nicholas Sparks book called Every Breath. And it takes place at this place in, I think it's Southern North Carolina, And it's called Bird Island, Sunset Beach slash Bird Island. And there is this mailbox. You have to walk two miles from where you park. You find this mailbox called Kindred Spirits. It's in the book. The book is all about this mailbox. And they say it's like a, it's a random mailbox with no person who lives there. 
and they say that it's the mailbox for the universe. So you put what you want to manifest, you write it down, you write down a letter to someone who's passed away, and you put it in this mailbox. Well, we found out it was 20 minutes away from where we were staying. So on my birthday in 2021, we went and visited this, and I wrote down a list of dreams for 2022, and I put it in there. I also took a picture of it, and I haven't looked at it since then. Like, recording this just reminded me, so I'm going to read it to you. I haven't looked at this in over a year, so bear with me. Don't know what's going to be true on here. Um, but yeah. Okay. Journals are number one in the world. Well, not yet, but we're getting there. Journals, notepads, stickers, t-shirts help people feel empowered with monthly drops. Well, I did release like four new products this past year, so I guess that is kind of true. Successful workshops to learn journal slash inspiration slash goal setting. Check. Did that. A yearly conference of inspiration for goal setters, entrepreneurs, and creatives. I didn't host that, but I went to two that were a blast. Journals are wellness, goal, fitness. All true. And my mantras were I welcome focused energy to create and sell my dreams in abundance and gratitude. And I'm confident in my ability to change others' perspectives about themselves. Okay, so it's a little bit, a little bit unclear. If I were to go back now, knowing what I know, it was a little unclear in the goals that I set for myself. It was kind of just putting statements out there. But majority of those have come true. So for what it's worth, write down your dreams. They can be as big, as crazy, as impossible as you want them to be. And say them out loud. Keep it in front of you and look at it constantly. Your brain does not know the difference between fiction and reality. So we watched Manifest. It's this amazing show on Netflix last month. And my brain was so into the show that I was having dreams about it. Like these people were in my life. And I would wake up and I would be like, where's Eden? And my brain couldn't figure out the difference that this was not actually real. <laughs> so that just goes to show if you've ever had a dream about a show or have gotten so involved in a show that you've had a dream about it or can't stop thinking about it, your brain doesn't know the difference between fiction and reality. So use that to your advantage. Okay, next one is one of the more difficult pieces of manifesting, and it's to believe in your manifestation with your all. Believe in it. Believe that it is happening to you in present day without a doubt in your mind. This took me a really long time to learn, and it involved me developing a spiritual practice with a higher power with my spirit guides, with my intuition, because in my brain, there's nothing that I have done in my life that makes sense for what I'm doing. I don't come from a family who has owned their own business. I was never exposed to or around 
people who shared wisdom about this with me when I was little. And so for me to branch out and do this on my own, like, there's no credibility for me to do this. So in my head, I'm like, that's right. You are a failure. You don't know what you're doing. There's no reason you should succeed. You don't have formal training. You don't have, you know, a business degree or you don't have connections. And so when I would believe that in my head, it would hold me back and I wouldn't go for the opportunities that were set in front of me. So I developed a practice to stop listening to that voice or at least turn it down. It's still there. I'm always going to believe that there's no reason for me to succeed in this business. But I started doing this thing every Sunday where I would take my blank notebook and write weekly intentions. And they would say anything from, I have unlimited creative energy this week, or I am focused on having a successful journal launch this week. They were all in present tense, and I was talking to myself of how I wanted the week to go instead of listening to this voice in my head that was like, you're a fucking failure. (laughs) So every single week, I would talk to myself and reset, and every morning I read over these, and it really became impactful in the way that I moved through my business and achievements and accomplishments And it felt like the more I believed in myself, the more opportunities were placed in front of me. Many of the opportunities that I have had from collaborations with businesses, making custom journals, being on the news, getting wholesale orders, having relationships with amazing business people or people that I admired, having these connections, most of those have fallen into my lap, okay? Most of them have presented an opportunity in front of me where either in my heart I knew that it was time to take advantage of that opportunity and take the leap of faith, or I've received an email, I've received a DM, I have received a phone call. Like, most of them have come to me. This is something I didn't understand when I first started, and I think that because my mind was living in scarcity, I wasn't in a place, I wasn't on an energetic vibratory level for these opportunities to find me but when I started believing in myself it made sense and people sniffed that out people saw oh this chick knows what she's doing even though that's just me being confident and saying I don't know what I'm doing but I'm trying my best and I know that I can always dig myself out and figure out a way to do it if the most obvious way doesn't work Okay, next up is practicing the theory of non-attachment. So if you're familiar with spiritual teachings or work, maybe you've heard of this before, but non-attachment is exactly what it sounds like where you set a dream and you put it out there and you don't attach to it. I'm trying to think of a better way to say it. You don't cling to it so hard that you'll, your life will be over. You'll be so upset if it doesn't go right. My business has grown in a way that I could never have dreamed in the best way possible. I didn't know that it was possible to grow this while I work from home or while I still have time and energy to spend with my fiance on the weekends. Like 
I thought it required a different version of me, and then I just decided, eh, I don't want to do it that way. If it's going to work, it's going to work on my own terms. And by practicing non-attachment, you can say, I have built a successful business on my own terms, and I enjoy the work that I do every day and leave it at that and have the feeling that if it works great and if not you'll figure something else out or for example I am a motivational speaker who gets paid to speak on other people's stages put it out there say it believe that it's possible for yourself and let it go there's a lot of talk about practicing non-attachment in relationships and in really any facet of your life, and I am not an expert on this topic, but I know that I have learned to practice it in saying this or something better. What's meant for me will not pass me. Those are some mantras that help me to practice this because I want more than anything for this business to grow and I am willing to stick it out for my entire life if that's what it takes. But having non-attachment takes the emotion out of it. So instead of me getting upset that an Instagram post didn't do super well, I just say, okay, I'll make something else. This didn't work for 10,000 different reasons that it could have been, and I'm just going to keep moving forward, keep finding a way. And this goes along with you just doing the things that you're supposed to do instead of stopping to think about them. Because if I stopped to think about anything that I was doing, how is the podcast going to come across? Are people going to like it? Are people going to understand it? Are they going to find my voice annoying? Like, if I were to think about all of those things, those don't actually help me to record the episodes. All I have to do is record the episode, edit the episode, post the episode, and share with people that it exists. Anything outside of that, I'm attaching to it. A book that really helped me with this concept is called Big Magic by Liz Gilbert. Fantastic book for creatives. And it helps you to picture your creative work as its own separate energetic entity. It is separate from you. Your work does not define your worth. Your creative work is something you make and you put out there and how people perceive it is not for you to dwell over. So that's important to note. Okay, the seventh step in manifesting is to develop a relationship with your intuition and your spirit guides. Your spirit guides, from what I have read and from what I believe, are there's like three to five guides that are assigned to each person, and they help you to move throughout your life with assistance, with support, with guidance, and they have shown up for me so many times in my life, whether it's finding a close parking spot or having a really positive interaction with a stranger, like just so many random occurrences that I'm like, oh, that's just my guides up there making my life good. And you do have to ask for their their assistance in your life. They won't just interfere 
if you don't let them. So maybe just practice kind of connecting to them. And there are books on this. Again, I'm not an expert on this, but I do have a very strong relationship with my guides. Um, the place that I really connect with them the most is in Siesta Key Beach. I lay down flat in the sand and I feel like they are right there. And it's hard to explain, and I'll talk more about this maybe in another episode. But I frequently ask my guides and refer to my intuition with every single decision that I make when it comes to my life. And whether we believe it or not, we are manifesting every single day. The attitude that you choose to bring to your day manifests how it turns out. And this is a hard pill to swallow, but our lives are a mirror to ourselves. So if you're someone that typically has a negative mindset and you go about your day and you don't help people and you're selfish and you try to get out of everything and you don't put your energy into it, your quality of life isn't going to be great. There is a woman that I know in my life who has that kind of energy and she means well and she's got a great heart and she's so generous but she has no idea how to use her power and so her home life is a mess and she brings it to work and at work it spills over into everyone and causes more stress and chaos than it needs to and it's just what a waste. We have this one precious life and you are choosing to take the easy way out and to screw people over because you think it's going to get you ahead. And it's not. You are not picking up on the skills in your life. And by the way, I identify this person as a woman, but I share stories about all kinds of people in my life, and I always typically mask who they actually are by someone who they're not. So it doesn't necessarily mean it's a woman when I say that, just to be clear. I try not to share people's personal business unless I have to, so that's why I always change people around. But it's such a waste because your life is a mirror, and until you can look at a situation and figure out what you're supposed to learn from it and how you can continue forward differently, you will keep bumping into the same challenge over and over and over again. This happened the first few years in business. I really had a hard time with product manufacturers. And all of the sudden, I figured out, oh, I don't have to be an asshole for these people to do what I want them to do. I was real explosive. I was not grounded. I would pop off, <laughs> whether it was website related, t-shirt related, journal related. I had no idea how to talk to people. And now I let 95% of things go. I'm kind to people more than I'm not. I let things go. It's not a big deal. Whatever you draw your attention to expands. So if you draw it to a problem, it's going to get bigger. So now I've learned, okay, this is how I'm going to speak to people in business to not burn a bridge. And that is a lesson that changed my life forever. And the way that I do business now is quite a bit different than last year, the year before that, the year before that, and so on. So having a relationship with your spirit guides, with your intuition, knowing that your life is a mirror, and if you keep bumping into the same problem, it will keep happening until you learn your lesson, until you figure out how to move forward differently, 
And also just referring to them, to your guides and your intuition, which is your higher self, basically the, the part of you that, the part of your soul that came into this body that knows what you are here for, knows your purpose, knows what you're supposed to learn. I frequently ask mine for signs. Am I doing the right thing? Was this the right decision? Ask for a sign. Trust that it will arrive to you. Let it go. Don't cling to it and say, well, I better receive my sign because that's a sign that you're not trusting. It's a little complicated, but ask for a sign and trust that you will receive one and that will help guide you. That's like an internal compass that I rely on often. And I think I'm going to do another episode about how to connect to your intuition and your spirit guides because this is a common question that I get a lot too. So more on that later. Okay, next point that I want to talk about in manifesting something, whether it's a goal, whether it's you want to feel better in your genes, you want to have a successful business, you want to have kids, whatever you're manifesting, know that it will be very difficult. I say that, but on the same point, I also want to say that I have just chosen to manifest things in a simple way. I always say the most simple way when it's time on your time, aka my spirit guides, on your time for the highest good, this or something better. Like I always say, whenever it's meant to happen, let it happen. But it's hard because you want it right now. You want to understand the situation. You want it to happen. And the most recent example I can use for this one is I got engaged two months ago. And I have been so overwhelmed by the amount of people asking questions. And I know why they're doing it and I know that they care. But I have no details planned. None. And people are thrown off by that. Because apparently nowadays it's normal to just have your whole wedding planned before you get engaged so that when he pops the question, you can just continue on planning. And I'm just like, not there. Like I, I do so much in my free time and in my time throughout the week. I, wedding planning has not even been on the radar. Also, the fact that I had no idea I was getting engaged even though everyone around me is like, I knew, I had an idea, you've been dating for seven years. Like, I had no idea. This was a beautiful surprise. And I'm not somebody that jumps right into decisions. So, you know, for the first month, I was just like, stop asking. Like, I'm so overwhelmed. I had this bitter attitude about it. And I stepped back and said, first of all, people just care. They want to know. They're excited for me. That's not anything bad. But internally, I'm like, why do I feel so disconnected from this wedding. I feel bad. My fiance is so excited about planning the wedding. And I am like, I just want to crawl into a hole. And partly it's because wedding planning is so expensive, but I had to get over that. And so after I had a breakdown on Thanksgiving, my parents were just talking about possible wedding venues, very chill, not pushy at all. Nobody in my life is pushy that I allow them to be. Let's put it that way. I've taken everybody's power away and not letting them get to me. But I was just like, I am so overwhelmed. And so anyways, we stopped talking about it. I came to the resolution with Tony that we're going to figure it out. It's going to work out. It's going to be beautiful. I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. And then a week later, on a whim, not looking for it, came across a bridal store with my aunt and my mom, 
we went in. I really didn't want to, but we did anyways. I walked over to a specific dress that is the most beautiful dress I've ever seen in my whole life. I put it on and it was the dress. And so when I say that manifesting is difficult, it's because it doesn't happen on your own terms. But this experience of finding my dress was the most beautiful, simple, connected experience. And as soon as I had the dress on, I could see in my mind who's in my wedding, what color they're wearing, the kind of venue we're at, the amount of people that are there. Like details started falling into place because I needed that little missing piece. And I believe that was my spirit guides looking out for me. My grandparents who have passed away, my spirit guides who were like, okay, we know you're overwhelmed. We're just going to send you a little symbol so that you can wear it and feel like a bride. Because it was the first time that I really felt that way. So knowing that it's hard because it's not going to happen on your schedule, but trusting that it's worth it because it will happen at some point, just not right now. And it's for the better. Trust me, trust me, trust me. It's for the better that it's not happening on your timeline. Okay, final tip that I have for you on manifesting is to make a monthly journal routine to reflect and plan. This is new for me in 2023. I'm an avid journaler, but I want to develop a monthly practice of sitting down and saying, okay, here's what I accomplished this last month. Here's what went well. Here's what was a waste of time. Here's how I'll go about next month differently and just kind of have like a formal slash not formal planning day because I love these and I love to go back and reflect and look at patterns and see how I can move forward differently to make the most of my time and energy and really live out my mission. So when it comes to manifesting, you do have to be aware of what you've done the last month, where you've come from, the progress you've made so far, what your strengths are, and how you want to move forward. So I haven't fully figured out what this monthly practice will look like yet for me, but I'm thinking along those lines. And just setting some intentions of like, this is what I'm going to feel like, this is what it's going to, this is what's going to happen, even though I have no idea how. This is what I want to come to life. So those are my tips for manifesting. I have a feeling this will not be the only episode that I'll record on this, but I would love to know your feedback. What's helpful? What do you want to know more about to help me further plan episodes? So thank you for listening. As always, share with a friend, leave a review, and I will see you next week.